episode of Whiskey and Mash. I'm Chris Pullman. And I'm Gloria Ackerman. And this week we will be reviewing season four, episode three, It Happened One Night, and season four, episode four, The Late Captain Pierce. You want to get right into it? It sure. happened one night, just a short little synopsis so you know what's going on. There's so many things happening in this um, particular episode. There's um, bombing going on by our own people. They're freezing cold outside. There's a blackout because it's so freezing cold. Um, Jenkins is a new... I'm just kind of going through a synopsis. Right. It's not a blackout because it's so freezing cold. What's the blackout for? Because of the shelling. Oh, so then they can't see. Yeah. I thought it was because of the cold they were um, like reserving. Heat? No. Preserving? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. No, I just... All right. So I miss. I okay. Jenkins is a new. Um, I want. I, I should have written down. Corbin. Guard. Yeah. Guard and Klinger's kind of showing him the ropes. Mm-hmm. Um, Edwards is losing tons of blood. They can't figure out why. One patient doesn't want to be touched at all. And Frank and. Uh, is trying to look for love letters because he rips all his up from Margaret and Margaret saves all hers. So he, um, he's looking so he can get rid of them. So those are all of the things happening throughout this episode. It's a episode you have to like stay on your toes to watch. You can't mm-hmm. have things happening in the background because there's so many things happening. Yeah. So let's get into it. Yeah, definitely one of those dense episodes. Right, where yep. sometimes you have one thing that is intense. This is just a lot, a lot of, of things. A lot of, lot of little things. Yeah. Right. Um, just because I've heard this on another MASH podcast, uh, this is episode 76 in the series with a production code of G502 according to the Monster MASH wiki page. Monster Mash. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so, a singer, so. Nice. No. All right. Um, you get yeah. Point. When uh, we start the episode, it's Radar waking up Hawkeye to start his shift. It's 100 hours or 0 hundred hours. So Eight o'clock? Midnight. 0 hundred hours. Would be midnight. Yep. Oh. And. Apparently, I don't know army time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starts at. Yeah. So, zero hundred hours, midnight, gets Pierce up for his shift. Uh, he takes about ten minutes to get over to post-op. Stops by the mess tent for a cup of coffee where he meets... Uh, Jenkins. Yep, yeah, where he meets... Uh, private Jenkins. Yeah, Private Jenkins okay, and Klinger. Yep. Uh, and he tells Jenkins, you know, don't worry about it. Everyone's scared. We're all scared. Really? Yeah. Hey, got the purple... What was it the, like the pur- uh, chicken? Chicken, purple chicken. Purple chicken clusters <laughs> with yellow belly. Purple chicken ribbon with uh, yellow belly clusters. Um, gets over to post op. Uh, Frank kind of berates him a little bit as He's Frank not does. Happy. You're ten minutes late. And then Margaret comes in. Sorry, I'm late, Major. Oh, that's oh, okay. That's okay. I had to bring a note from home. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you just see the difference. Frank was so upset that he was 10 minutes late, that Hawkeye was 10 minutes late, but Margaret, oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, and there are two main patients. You have um, Edwards and then... Never got the other guy's name. Uh, Abbott. Abbott. Yes. That's a name we've heard before. Yeah, so, you know, whatever, uh, probably Corporal, Private, one of the two. Abbott, he's a soldier, he's there, has two uh, IV bags hanging, one on either arm, with boards on his arms. Very emotional. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can see that... He's the, been traumatized. He's been traumatized. Yeah. And is and has a dislike for um, Major Burns right away. I don't know if it's well, just Major Burns or all hospital staff. Uh, I'm guessing all hospital oh, staff. Because he did it to Margaret, too. Yeah, but yeah, Frank is not helping his case. Right. Because Frank has a great bedside manner. Because Frank is Frank. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, when Hawkeye takes over, Edwards had already taken ten whole... Ten units of, of blood. whole blood. B positive, and uh, B positive. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't make I you drink stop. that strong. <laughs> it's not that strong. It's early. Ah, <laughs> uh, and apparently Frank says that he has, I believe it was eighty-five over fifty blood pressure, and he's been—he he hasn't been any trouble. Yeah. Frank, well, if you had 85 over 50 blood pressure, you wouldn't be any trouble either. <laughs> so they're trying to monitor him more, and they end up expending the camp's whole supply of uh, B-positive whole blood on this kid. And eventually, uh, BJ has to go back in on him. But and we find out that Klinger is B-positive. This is one of his blood types. <laughs> we find out in a later episode... Where both Klinger and Major uh, Winchester end up giving blood for a patient that he's then, I believe, a negative. Okay. So. A rare. Well, you know, his RH factor is switched, and then he has a different blood type at that point, so. <laughs> a little weird, yeah. Oh, I don't know if they just gave him a, you know, different fill-up one time. Anyway, um, we do see... Uh, Jenkins out on guard duty and he stops Radar when Hawkeye asks Radar what? to go and get Colonel Potter to try and get the artillery moved because as it turns out it's friendly Our own yeah, fire. It, it's friendly fire. Again, and it was funny because Laura had mentioned which is Chris's wife, my yeah. daughter, she's like does MASH ever get shelled by anyone other than themselves? Because we do see this a lot in yeah. episodes where mm -hmm. we find out that it's our own army shelling. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think MASH is exclusively shelled by ourselves. By friendly artillery. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And the reason he gets Colonel Potter is because first radar then hawkeye try and talk to the lieutenant in charge of the artillery battery that's firing and apparently he gives them a suggestion <laughs> that is anatomically impossible <laughs> we don't hear the suggestion but right. you can use your own which is what is great about mash they let you use your own imagination when yeah. called for yeah so you just you see hawkeye react when he hands the phone back over you're right radar that's that isn't physically possible <laughs> So, wake up Colonel Potter, and the first thing, it's great, 
Colonel Potter wakes up and what do you want? Captain Pierce kindly requests that you do something about the shelling, sir. You see Colonel Potter, he has like a ski mask on and he lifts his head and listens. It's ours! And he puts his head back down. <laughs> it's like, what? Hi. What? It, it's ours. It won't... It's fine. <laughs> but he eventually gets up. And throughout the course of the episode, he starts with... Uh, let me look at my notes. He starts with a major, works his way up to a lieutenant colonel, and then finally a general to try and get the artillery moved. None of it works completely. <laughs> they do get small respites, but, but it, it doesn't. Keeps going. It keeps going. So yeah, he starts with a major. Um, I didn't get the name. Then lieutenant colonel, and finally General Morrison, Nate Morrison, who apparently he knows. He asks after the general's wife, Vi, Violet, and her legs, and her legs, and uh, gives the general a little advice on. We're not really sure. But he says, try hotter water. In your helmet. Yeah, but... Soak it in your helmet. I'm guessing it's a foot thing. <laughs> because then, uh, yeah, I don't know what We're else. We're hoping it's a foot thing. Don't know what else would fit in a <laughs> <the> helmet. <laughs> you know, just saying. Uh, but then he does, when the artillery starts up after he talks to General Morrison... He does say, I hope that he gets stuck in his helmet because <laughs> Colonel Potter ends up uh, spilling a hot cup of coffee all over, all him, over so himself. Right down the front of his uniform into his lap. That's when you know it's a bad day. And plus it's cold out. So, <laughs> you know, that's the last thing you need because you know it's going to be wet and cold. Um, and being c freezing cold is one <laughs> of the um, parts of this episode. And I just love yeah. Radar's earmuffs. Did you notice? Yeah, well, they're... In gauze. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that those were the headsets from... Well, he had the headset, but they were stuffed with gauze. Right, because they were probably metal, and yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? I didn't think that. Yeah. Because now we have them all nice and cushy, but back mm -hmm. then they probably were metal. Well, no, that was the headset from, from... the phone. Oh, no, but he wore he wore these, like, he unplugged it and wore them. Right, they were the headset from the phone. From the phone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he wore them everywhere he went. Yeah. I just yeah. thought that was pretty mm -hmm. hilarious. Yeah. Because you see him plugging it in and unplugging yeah. it and just right. wearing them. Yeah. It sure beat, yeah. Yeah. I just thought yeah. it was funny. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> um, and then what else? Uh, oh, I love... Clinger. Well, oh, Clinger. Clinger Let's out go on, with that, yeah. Yeah, Clinger out on guard duty. What's the word? What's the password? Caribbean. Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Caribbean. It's the same thing, you twit. He's showing Private Jenkins how to do it when Jenkins basically holds up radar. And he forgot to ask the yeah. password. Did you give him the password? He, he never asked! asked. <laughs> um, and then when uh, Jenkins is out there on his... Well, then... Jenkins accidentally discharges his weapon and just grazes Klinger, which is a great scene because Klinger is in there being melodramatic. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm, I'm coming, dying. Uncle, whoever. <laughs> and uh, Hawkeye's just looking at his shoulder. They're trying to find blood. Yeah. Will you at least bleed? Will you at least bleed? <laughs> Nothing. Well, he it... did bleed, though, because they ended up putting gauze on. But 
It could have just, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we don't know how badly he was wounded. It could have, it literally could have just been a burn. Right. From the graze That's of the bullet. That's kind of more what it looked like. Yeah. Because they put on a salve and then some gauze, but after that. But Klinger, all of a sudden the idea was put in his head. Well. Dang it, I should have gotten shot. I could go home. Yeah. So he decided to get a disease that yeah. would send him home. So well, yeah, he's trying to get injured or sick because, you know, he's been shot now. He hasn't been shot. He's barely been graced. <laughs> but he wants out. Well, in the meantime, while he's kind of uh, convalescing for a little bit, um, Jenkins is out on guard patrol and holds up Colonel Potter during one of the times when he comes in to call uh, the artillery outfit. And... You know, he says, Holt, who goes there? And Radar from behind Colonel Potter says, It's the Colonel! Oh, go ahead, sir. Don't you want to know the password? That's okay, sir. I already know it. Yeah, and then, then he said something. Yeah, it was... Like you should be afraid, Are to... Are you afraid, son? No, sir. You Just cold. <laughs> if you had any sense, you'd be, be afraid. afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb kid, Radar says as they pass. But then, um, I think it was after that, Klinger ends up going around outside in just his boots and his boxers. Trying to catch pneumonia. Yeah. Klinger, get in here right now! <laughs> Mar Margaret is just shrilling from outside of post-op. And they get him in to post-op, wrap him up in a blanket. You're going to catch pneumonia. I want pneumonia! I want double pneumonia! Um... But then that puts him in post-op, and then as they, uh, at they're looking point, for blood for Edwards because yeah. they're almost out of their B positive. Yeah, and you know Hawkeye says to Margaret, "Cross, cross match donors, uh, in the mess tent. Wake them gently, Margaret. A simple rap on the soul, <laughs> which is a nice little double entendre right. there. Um, but that's where we hear Klinger sit up and go, don't, don't wake. Don't wake anyone up. I'm be positive. Yeah. But, uh, so that was cool. And um, then there's the whole backstory of Frank. What happens is mm, uh, Margaret gives Frank a little love letter. And so she's watching him read it. And he gets a smirk on his face. You know, that's what you give love letters for. To yeah. make the other person happy. But then, she, as she's watching him read it, he noticed, she notices him tearing it up. Yeah. And so she's like, Frank, what the heck? Why are you tearing on my love letter? I wrote oh, that to you. I tear up all your letters, darling. Why would you do that? I save everything you've ever written me. Everything? Everything. Well, no. What if you die? <laughs> Margaret, we are in a war. I can hear it, Frank. What if you were to die? Well, you, you you could die too. Yeah, you could die too. That's Well, that's a mean thing to bring up. <laughs> so Frank gets this in his head that she's going to die and someone's going to find all these letters he has written and, of course, tell his, his wife. His wife or whatever, yeah. Right, so he's on a mission. He's got to get to her place and find these letters and mm -hmm. get rid of them. Yeah, so he's just tearing her I just can't figure apart. out why he didn't do it nicely. It's like, Frank. It's Frank, yeah. Well, I guess that... It's Frank. That's all you all, need to say. All that's on his mind is I'm going to find these. and He's just ripping the place up. Like, seriously. Dumping out drawers. Yeah, he'll cover his butt later. Right now he's just worried about finding them. 
cutting yeah. things up. Yeah, we keep going back and seeing him in Margaret's tent in a further state of disrepair. And the right, the, the more he doesn't find them, the worse he gets. Mm -hmm. Like you know, cutting open mattresses and. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he does eventually find a uh, a bayonet in her closet yeah. that he uses to start taking off wood paneling from her tent. Which, by which, the way, yeah, it's a tent. <laughs> I mean, I understand that she's a major and in charge of the nurses, but. That's going to be nice to be able to put wood paneling up in your tent. It's, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, one nice thing when back in post-op, when they are getting Edwards ready to go back into OR, what's really nice to me is that they actually, from my experience, they actually do like a hospital bed transfer of Edwards. Mm -hmm. You know, they roll up the sheets... And then you get four people. You get Hawkeye, BJ, Margaret, and I've seen people do this Klinger. in the hospital. So yeah. it is how they transfer people yeah. for real. Where and you know they count cool. off and they lift him and put him on the gurney and then take him out. So it, it was neat to actually have that level of correctness about the episode of detail, because once or twice you get to see people doing CPR that in the it show, is not done correctly. <laughs> I mean, like. The one time where Hawkeye's um, straddling a guy and he's doing CPR, and he literally brings his torso down toward oh, the other you're, guy. Oh, you're supposed and to keep your arms. Yeah, right? and his arms are completely bent. And then when he does the compression, his torso goes up and his arms straighten, and then he goes back down with it. Right. It's like no, 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 that doesn't work. So it was good to see. I noticed that yeah. too. They did a correct transfer. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, they transfer him, they get him patched up. At the end of the episode, you see Margaret Hawkeye, BJ, walking out of OR. Um, and, you know, they. I think it was Margaret who said to BJ, good work. And he says, hey, look, you give me three or four tries at a guy, I'll get, get it. it right. Because um, he was sure he had everything patched up. What yeah. did you say? 18 holes. 18 holes. Because he thought of a miniature golf course. Yeah. What a weird place. For a miniature golf course. Yeah. Um, the other patient in post-op really didn't have a lot going on with him except with final shell volley because, right. you know, then he really started just flipping out. Margaret and Hawkeye are trying to get him calmed down so he doesn't, like, pull his stitches and the IVs out. And then Margaret thought she got goosed, and yeah. she's like, I don't have to, I'm now don't have to put up with this. I don't have to put up with any of that fresh stuff. <laughs> Margaret, he's not going to try and commit suicide and make a pass at you at the same time. I just thought it was hilarious. Get something to sedate him. And then Hawkeye's wrestling with him, and he ends up getting his bicep right up by the guy's head and all of a sudden you just see that yeah you see the guy bite down and he goes oh no 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 don't don't bite don't bite <laughs> margaret she starts coming in hey, hey get the right rump get the right rump <laughs> and i don't know what they gave him but it must but have he was worked. right out yeah that must have worked pretty quick they should have given him that to begin with because they knew he was you can't keep them sedated the whole time, though. Then you can't mm. test reactions, I would I think. Can't. Yeah, okay. Yeah, huh? you can't. Yeah. You know, that would be my comment on that. Um, 
I guess you could just sedate everyone if you wanted to and never worry. Yeah, but yeah, you, you got to have them conscious at certain points yeah. to be able to... Yeah, you have to ask them if they're okay. Yeah, because you can't tell, you know? I guess if I were in there, I'd want to be sedated. <laughs> but um, the only other thing is at the end of the episode, it was kind of neat. Margaret does get off duty. She goes to her tent and finds Frank asleep Passed out. Yeah, in the middle of this big mess in her tent and she slams the door. Frank! <gasps> what did you do? <gasps> Frank, what did you do? <laughs> I, I, well, I wanted to leave you a note. I, I couldn't... I couldn't find paper and pencil. Yeah, but... Then I found I found paper, but I couldn't I couldn't find a pen. And then he's just trying to cover his butt as the because he was looking for the note. Yeah, as the episode fades to black, and that was kind of it was a neat way for that to end. One thing that I thought was funny at the beginning, also that we didn't mention, is well, we talked about how Radar went and woke up um, Hawkeye Mm -hmm. to go into his shift, but he also went in and woke up Margaret. And it was oh, kind of yeah. funny because when he walked in to go wake up Margaret, she had all of her unmentionables um, <laughs> hanging all up. So yeah. before Radar woke her up, he was like kind of sniffing her now, I think, sniffing her, yeah, <laughs> rubbing he, him on his face. Yeah, he did and, take a pair of her nylons yeah. and rubbed them on his, <laughs> his face, sniffed him a little bit, kind of gave a cute little shrug. and Right, and then went to wake her up. And then um, when she did wake up, you know, Margaret, she's always worried about people like before, goosing yeah. her when clearly you know yeah. they were a little busy for that how long have you been staring at me mm-hmm. you know and... breathing your hot little non-com <laughs> breath all over me i swear and the harder he tried to get out of her tent the more tangled he got in all of the i, I just love her get out of my underwear i'm trying <laughs> and that like i said the more he's trying to get out the more tangled because there was three mm. rows of yeah, a um, clothesline. Bras, just... nylons, undergarments of all mm. kinds. And he was just, like, tangled up in all of them. It was, it was funny. It was great, yeah. And well, as only Radar could do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> With his innocence. Mm-hmm. I th- but, but, yeah, I think that's really it for the episode. That's everything I have. It, yeah, it's a great episode. It's mm-hmm. it's one that you have to sit down and pay attention to, though, because yeah. there's just so much happening. Yeah. Again, it's one of those dense episodes where it really feels like it's lasting longer than it does just because there there's is so, so much, much going, going on. on. Yeah. Unlike the next one coming up. Yeah. There's not yeah. a whole lot, but mm-hmm. you're into it so much. So. Yeah. Uh, just to point out again, a couple of things with uh, this episode and the opening credits. First of all, we see... The clip of BJ coming up to the helicopter on the helipad just shoehorned in there oh, because no. they've got to, you know, correct the bit where Trapper is in there. Um, Jamie Farr is listed in the opening credits. He's now a permanent part of the chaos. But still not Father Mulcahy. Nope. We don't see him in this episode, so he doesn't get credited. Uh, the two guest stars were Christopher Allport as Abbott, the, the patient at the end of the row with the IVs in him who was having a difficult time of things and Darren O'Connor as Jenkins the other corpsman the guard who was out with Klinger so So, with that let's uh, head on to the next episode season 4 episode 4 the late Captain Pierce I think at this point we've 
uh, encountered another Captain Pierce before in the episodes. What do you mean we've encountered another Captain Pierce? Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's coming up. There's an episode where Hawkeye keeps getting mail from a different... Oh, yes. Yeah, I think yeah. that's coming up. Okay. I don't think we've so, had that one yet. I so know. apparently there are at least three Hawkeye Pierces in this theater of war. But we know that there's another one because at the start of this episode, uh, BJ gets woken up by Klinger because Radar is on some R&R. And BJ is getting a call from, from Hawkeye's dad. And he manages to get on the phone and all he gets out of Mr. Pierce is... How? And... When? Yeah. And that's it. That's all he gets. And they quickly discover that Hawkeye has been declared dead. That... Deceased. End of the road. Mm -hmm. We find out because one... Uh, let me find... Grave digger. Yeah. <laughs> one Lieutenant Digger Detweller. We just say digger. Digger comes in his uh, bus hearse to collect the late Captain Pierce. <laughs> Grave D Digger isn't very good at his job either. He's lost three bodies in the last few weeks. <laughs> but yeah, they figure out that Hawkeye has been declared deceased and that the original death certificate would have been forwarded on to the next of kin, his father by now. And that's why the phone call. And so the rest of the episode is just kind of dealing with the army red tape and such. That happens when you're declared dead when you clearly aren't. Which are normally good things that you want to happen if you are dead, but... But it's a real pain for Hawkeye. If you're alive, mm -hmm. it doesn't work for you. Yeah. And he's trying to get the best of both worlds of being dead and being alive and it doesn't quite go so well for at him first though he's like hey this is great i don't yeah. have to go to the mm, pt uh, yeah workouts i don't yeah. have to go to right yeah all this i don't have to do od i'm dead i don't have to but do then anything he also doesn't get paid from frank because frank get says mail you're dead yeah and no mail no payday yeah because mail he's dead so why does he need to get mail it's being held back at hq soul right. But then the episode ends, um, he's still officially dead, but they're working on it. The sad part and is, and the part that you feel throughout the whole thing, and that Hawkeye keeps bringing up, is the fact that his father thinks he's dead. Yeah. You know, for every day That's... that my father thinks I'm dead, he ages a year. Right. But in the end, he does get a call through to his father. He couldn't for a while because Eisenhower is apparently visiting, so... There's no outgoing communication from Korea. But uh, they finally do get a call out, and the episode ends with Hawkeye talking to his dad and telling him, no, it's okay. I needed a new set of clubs anyway. <laughs> his dad's old as clubs. <laughs> yeah. So, um, pieces about this. It, when BJ is getting woken up when Clear comes in to wake them up. You know, he wakes up BJ, he wakes up Hawkeye. They're both going back to Radar's office. Again, Radar's out for R&R. &R. Um, and as they leave, uh, Klinger passes Frank, who's asleep. Frank has one foot out of his sheets. <laughs> this part was funny. Klinger uncovers the other foot, goes out, 
and then you see the door to the swamp open again, and Klinger throws in a handful of snow right onto Frank's feet. Frank's feet. And you know how that is. If your feet are cold, your whole body's cold. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Digger, after he asks Klinger. What a freaky guy. Yeah. Like, he asks, I've seen him play other parts, and he's a okay. really nice guy and very yeah. good, but in this, he does mm-hmm. it very well. Like, yeah. he's creepy. Yeah. He asks Klinger for Captain Pierce, and... Uh, Klinger says, you just passed me. He's in the shower. He can't be. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's where he is, you know. Hey, are you that guy trying to get out of the army mm-hmm. by pretending you're a woman? No, you got it backwards. <laughs> I'm that woman trying to get into the army by pretending to, to be, be a man. man. <laughs> which, uh. which actually, there is historical... Um, fact that that has happen- happened. Yeah, even as far back as the Civil War. Yentl is all about that, isn't it? Mm. Oh, okay. But yeah, I know of at least one case where there was a woman who dressed up as a man and served in the Union Army oh. as a soldier. So Okay, well, interesting. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't, but yeah. <laughs> um, everyone has their gifts. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, BJ does throw a funeral for Hawkeye also. Yeah, once, Hawkeye, once they figure out that, you know, Hawkeye is assumed dead, which, by the way, Digger does go into the shower. <laughs> and he's just, he's looking around, looking into the shower stall where Hawkeye is looking all around. It's just the whole tent and nothing but the but tent. <laughs> and that's when he shows the death certificate to Hawkeye, and that's when Hawkeye puts it together. And then that he realizes that's dad why his dad. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, they throw a, a wake for Hawkeye. Why do they call it a wake? I should I look that up sometimes. You know, because someone's dead, mm-hmm. you would think it would be called a sleep, not a wake. Well, I mean, it's not a wake. It's no, a wake. No, but it's wake. a wake. W A K E, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm hmm. Gonna used to be the it. custom in most Celtic countries in Europe for mourners to keep a watch or vigil over their dead until they were buried. This oh, was so called the other a people wake. stay awake, not yeah. the dead person. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That could make some sense. But, um, yeah. Hawkeye says to BJ, let me know how much I owe you for this. Ah! Oh, this is on me! I got this on you know, basically, how many times do I get to throw a funeral for my friend? <laughs> and then they all wore the, you pointed out, the they all black wore the arm, black armbands. You know. And they were, you know, it was a fun funeral. For he's a jolly good fellow. He, he was. Jo- he was, was a, a jolly, jolly good, good fellow. fellow. Yeah. He was a jolly good fellow. I was much too young to <laughs> die. die. <laughs> Uh, Digger is just hanging around the whole time. He's waiting of. for a body. Yeah. Because he Come already on, lost Doc. those. Yeah. He, this is a hospital. You've got to have <laughs> extra bodies around here somewhere. We kind of try to accent. avoid that, That's Digger. exactly the accent that Digger has. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, like you, you see this where Hawkeye is trying to get the best of both worlds. Getting out of PT, OD, uh, because he's dead. But then when he goes to collect his pay from Frank... Nothing. You've been redlined, fella. You're dead. You don't get paid. Which comes back at the end of the episode. And then they get in quite a fight. That's the biggest fight I've ever seen them in. Yeah. Like, they've been in many fights, but that's Mm -hmm. the first one where punches were being thrown. Yeah. And 
and like, everybody else is just watching and yeah, enjoying the fact that Frank is getting His just thoroughly trounced. I mean, there's not a lot of punches that land, but there's a lot of getting thrown around. And, and food, and food in their getting, face. Yeah. Hawkeye grabs a couple of handfuls of cooked carrots and shoves them down Frank's <laughs> And he's like, I hate shirt. carrots! Yeah. <laughs> Remind you of high school at all, Frank? Or, but um, then a couple of people finally grab Hawkeye and pull him off of Frank. And what does Frank yell? Punch him in the throat! Punch him, punch in, him the throat. in the throat! <laughs> Not that he's going to do it, but somebody should punch Hawkeye in, in the, the throat. throat. Um, but it makes, I don't know, it makes a certain amount of sense that nothing, we didn't really see anything in the episode about that, because how can you charge a man who's dead? Oh, that's true. Because <laughs> that, that's part of this whole thing. Is but that that's why when um, Captain Pratt came, because yeah. they're like, we have to get this guy back to life, and he's mm-hmm. like, well, you have to fill out form, blah, 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 and this form, and this form, and that, and they said that could take weeks. So Hawkeye decides, well, if I'm dead, I'm going to be dead. Yeah. And he leaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets yeah. on um, Digger's bus, decides to go home. He that's just that. decided that's it. They're going to say I'm dead. They're not giving me pay. I don't mm. get mail. I'm dead. I'm going home. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Captain Pratt was played by Eldon Quick. And if you watch this episode and you notice uh captain pratt he looks very familiar i think he's been aids before like that kind of part right yeah he played captain sloan in three episodes in the incubator in season two payday uh in which he appeared in he uh in our finest hour wait a minute whoa wait 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 in the incubator i remember that uh payday which we've seen and then uh Apparently, Our Finest Hour in Season 6. And then also as Captain Pratt and the late Captain Pierce in Season 4. So he's made four appearances in MASH. Uh, this is the third of four. And he was so uncaring. Like, he even got a smirk oh. about it. You know? Like, ugh. Yeah. I, you know, he was a much more jovial character this time than when he played Captain Sloan from Quartermaster Corps. Because then he was just strict and didn't yeah. have a sense of humor. Yeah. Where this one... He probably shouldn't have had as no, much sense yeah. of humor. Well, you know, this happens all the, the time. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean this happens all the time? How do you make somebody dead who's not dead, dead. all the, the time? time? That shouldn't happen all the time. It shouldn't happen at all. No. I mean, I understand that war is a messy business, but come on. <laughs> you know? Oh, but yeah. I guess it was pre-computer and, you know, yeah. it's all human error. Yeah. Well, and even in the computer age, stuff happens. I think it's just a little easier at times to get things undone. Right. But speaking of un, uh, Captain Pratt does mention to Captain Pierce, you are what George Orwell described in 1984 well, I, as an unperson. Un- well, right now, my father, who does not know that I am undead, is mourning his unson and aging a year for every day. So... Hawkeye's understanding. And that was Hawkeye's true concern the whole show. It yeah. wasn't about, I mean, the payday uh, <laughs> clearly upset him. Yeah. Um, it's not fact, like I can go and work anywhere else, Frank. <laughs> and he does ask his dad for his allowance <laughs> to begin again. <laughs> I, I'll let you know how much, Dad. Just for a while. 
Um, but his concern for his dad was so touching. You know that mm-hmm. Hawkeye and his dad are so close. Yeah. You know. They're super close. And so, yeah, it. this is one episode um, where Hawkeye is dealing with his dad, and I, I really feel that connection that they have. The yes. other one is where Hawkeye... The not so much not there. So much I mean, so. you, you see some of it. You get the background, but the real emotion behind it, the other episode I see that in is the one where... Surgery, yes, exactly. I, I knew right away yeah. which one you were going to be talking about. Yeah, exactly right. Because, you know, there we hear about Dad was never good with bad news. Um, and then he's explaining to Winchester in that episode how his dad kept on making more elaborate breakfasts and by the time he got to like what was it waffles and uh scrambled eggs his mother was dead something like that right because he right that's his his way of dealing with things yeah yeah so hawkeye's father just isn't good at dealing with that and so he lets him know very late that he's going in for surgery but and I think it, they didn't know what it was for. That's what was, yeah. the hard part was. Yeah. They didn't know what the surgery was, and they mm. were waiting to hear. I think so. And, and you know, at the end of that that's episode... That's coming up, guys, so yeah. watch, listen for it. Yeah. At the end of that episode, there's a very similar phone conversation between Hawkeye yes. and his dad. Because, and I was waiting, because that one, like I say, they're very similar, and they both end the episodes, but in that one, he ends up with just saying, hey, Dad. Love you love you and in this one they just get cut off so i kept waiting for the i love you and then just now it's like oh no that's the other episode that's, that's why mm-hmm. that makes sense i was waiting for the i love you too yeah yeah i was because <laughs> yeah. i thought that's how this ended also. yeah but not quite um the only other thing about this episode uh they do you know he gets on board digger's bus and he says home digger and digger starts taking him home and they drive out, they go through the uh, MASH Best Care Anywhere sign, they get to about Rosie's bar, the bus stops, Let's Hawkeye gets out and starts walking back because there's an influx of wounded. Right, he heard the choppers. Plus, BJ came on and said, hey, you can't do this. And I thought it was kind of cool that BJ let him make his own choice. Like, he could have yeah. said, get your butt off this bus, let's mm. go, let's go. And he didn't, he's like, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. And BJ mm-hmm. just got off and yeah. the bus took off. And then you see Hawkeye walking back into camp all alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clearly still I, struggling with the situation. Right. As you would expect. Because, yeah, I mean. I got so- a letter one time that said I was dead. And I remember just that, well, uh, apparently there was another Gloria. My maiden name was Pomeroy that passed away. And I got this thing saying, don't forget to turn in your, I, I, I even forget what it is. It was something to do with the government, though. Yeah. And um, I'm like, how do I deal with this? And it was just the freakiest letter to get. Yeah. Because it really makes you think a little bit, okay, mm-hmm. I, I realize I'm not dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not dead. But the letter was very... Very, it was a government letter. Mm. It was, you know, things that you had to do, and it was just a very odd letter to get. Yeah. So I, you know, and this is a little more serious. Mine was just a letter. I made a phone call. It was over. But yeah. Um. How can you confirm that you're not dead? I'm I'm me. me. I'm. Look. (laughs) Do you hear me talking? 
which that was one of the forms that Hawkeye had to get filled out. <laughs> and by other people who saw him not, alive. Uh, yeah, who saw you actually not dead. And they had to be ranking officers, like yeah. higher rank than him. <laughs> so it wasn't <laughs> like you could go to a, anyone and say, sign this. He had to have higher ranking officers sign. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure that's because if you had um, inferior officers signing, you never know. Somebody could, like, make up a fake name and get a bunch of back done. pay, oh. you know, and, like, give it to, I don't know, like, Sister Teresa's Orphanage or something. Like, that would ever happen, <laughs> like, in season one so or two. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Captain Tuttle, by the way. <laughs> We've had that one already. We've had that one. That was a good episode. I love Captain Tuttle. I love Great Captain episode. Tuttle also. Yeah. Um, that's really all I have. I did just check, just for my own sanity, because they don't always, the writers don't always check on when things happened to see if it would be, um, correct in the timeline for 1952. So, this... They mentioned George Orwell's 1984, the original publication date, was June 8th, 1949. Oh, so, so it was correct. It was out, so they could have quoted it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Other things about this episode, it was episode 77 in the series, production code G507, and the guest stars, Richard Masser as Lieutenant Digger Detweiler, Sherry Steffens as Nurse Abel. We, yeah. me, we see her just as, uh, in an OR session, they're not cr very creative with names because no, there's so many nurse Abel. There really are. You know, I tried to go through at one point and it's like she's nurse able, <laughs> she's nurse able, she's nurse able. She's been nurse able, now she's nurse. nurse Baker, and yeah. yeah, it kind of, yeah, if you tried to connect it, it would look like a really weird web. Um, but she was the one where she was assisting BJ and Hawkeye and mm. called the wake sick. Uh, Kelly Nakahara as Nurse Baker. This is from the Monster Mash wiki. I don't think she was actually credited in the closing credits of the episode. I don't remember seeing her. And then, of course, Eldon Quick as Captain Pratt. Yeah. There you go. Good. Two great episodes. Come Re and yeah. join us. Watch them. Let us know what you think. Let us know anything. You know, give us your point of view. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you know, let us know what you think. Uh, find us over at Facebook, facebook.com slash whiskey and mash. Send the podcast an email, whiskey and mash at narclaninc.com, N A R C L A N I N C.com. You can visit our website, and if you navigate to the whiskey and mash page, all of the raw MP3 files of our episodes are up there. You can download them or stream them right on the web page, or if you do the podcast thing, thank you for doing that. Um, you can find us on any podcast application, iTunes, that sort of thing, and subscribe to Whiskey Mash so that your podcast player automatically downloads the new episodes of this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast and you want to help support us, the best thing you can do right now, because we are not charging or anything, you know, this isn't behind a paywall or a Patreon account or anything, uh, what you can do to help us, help support this podcast, is share it with a family member, a friend, somebody who you think would enjoy listening to it even if they're not a mash fan maybe they will be after this right. who knows oh, yeah. um mash both of my kids have never seen mash before and they're joining in with us mm -hmm. and enjoying it immensely and yeah. i know a couple other people who listen that i've talked to that 
are, are just joining along and having fun with it. Tracy, hi Tracy, and uh, you know, it's a Nels, hi Nels. It, it's a great show. It has a lot of great social commentary. That's the original reason I wanted to start doing this, just right. because of all these messages from the 60s and 70s that still have a lot of relevance today. today. And then also just that reflection of the culture in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, and such as it because was. Because you see a little bit of each culture mm -hmm. through this. And yeah. And still inviting all our MASH friends to come and join us. <laughs> Anybody who is on <laughs> the main cast, secondary cast, guest stars, whatever, if you would... Uh, would love to have you on as a yeah, guest star. absolutely. You know, any, any sort of word, just hook up with us on Facebook, email us, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for coming back week after week. I'm Chris Pullman. And I'm Gloria Ackerman. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Whiskey and mash, everybody. <laughs> have a good week, y'all. Yeah, I do love the episode where they have a female. But I think there's another one. Is there another one where they do a more intense female? Because I thought, in my mind, the female was more intense.